Shalom, and thank you for listening at BethEmmanuel.org. At Beth Emanuel, we are proclaiming the vital gospel message of the coming kingdom of heaven. If you share our passion for this message, please support this teaching ministry and messianic community with your prayers and financial contributions. To learn how, click on the Donate tab at BethEmmanuel.org. I recently bought a stationary bike. High quality, but used. A great deal on Craigslist. It seems like such an easy thing to do. You're not going to crash into anything. Um, it doesn't matter what the weather is. Overall, great choice. Now, my brother-in-law, um, a licensed physical trainer, explained that people tend to get the most out of this kind of exercise with a higher intensity workout for only about 10 to 15 minutes. So I hopped on the bike for the first time, set the timer for 10 minutes, and I start and I, I think to myself, well, this is a cinch. This is going to be so easy. Uh, but as time went on, I, I hit a point where my body was saying, stop, I can't do this anymore. And I looked at my timer and 38 seconds had passed since I started. <laughs> you know, the perception of time is so strange. When you're suffering, time seems to stand still. And I can only imagine what Yosef felt like for those two years in prison. Remember how he told the butler to remember him and mention him to Pharaoh? And I imagine that uh, for the first few days, you know, maybe the first week after Pharaoh's birthday, Yosef thought that this would be the day he would finally be released. But it went on and on. And those two years had to have felt like an eternity. Now, on the other hand, when Yaakov served Lavan for seven years, expecting to marry Rachel at the end of it, the Torah, the Torah tells us that uh, it felt like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Now, since last April, I've been working through a set of midot, or character traits, that are found in Second Peter chapter 1. He tells us that if we practice these qualities, we will never fall, and there will be richly provided for us an entrance into the eternal kingdom of Mashiach. Well, count me in. So let's quickly review the character traits we've covered so far. The starting point is faith, or emunah, and we define faith as awareness of God's direct involvement in the universe and in your life. Uh, so he's not a, a, a distant and detached entity, but intervenes in creation and in your personal life and redeems. Knowing and accepting that truth is emunah. Well, uh, the first step in our journey from the starting point is virtue or excellence. Uh, we learned that virtue is better understood as having a good heart or a lev tov. And this means that you use your rational human mind to calculate the benefit of serving God and then and to, corp, uh, to calibrate your moral compass. And then we moved on to, the, to knowledge or da'at. Now, knowledge is more than study. First, you take raw information and then you process it and you analyze it to give it meaning. And then finally, when that wisdom and understanding take root in your heart, leading to fear of Hashem and, and proper action, then you have, a, you have achieved a piece of knowledge. Um, the last trait that we looked at was self-control, uh, which in Hebrew is kibush ha or conquering the inclination. 
And we learn how the snake in the garden tempts us, even today, to descend to the animal kingdom, to give in to animal instincts and desires. Our goal is not to eliminate it, but to conquer it. And that brings us to the fourth characteristic, which uh, the ESV translates as steadfastness. In other ver versions translated as endurance or patience uh, or perseverance. And I like that one, perseverance. You know, just with exercise, uh, we all want to experience progress in our lives. You know, spiritual growth and personal redemption we want to contribute to what our community is doing to change the world. And on the grandest of scales, we want to see this long exile come to an end. But how long is it going to take? Two years? Two thousand years? Like Joseph in prison, we feel like it could be any moment, but it also could go on and on. God forbid. Every day, every year, every new challenge that piles on, the unrelenting Waves of problems we face can lead us to a feeling of despair. Despair beckons us with hopelessness and the temptation to give up in the face of suffering and adversity. You know, to, to make matters worse, the challenges we face are often so mundane and meaningless. Work deadlines, you know, piles of laundry, car breakdowns, family drama. It would be one thing if we were suffering for some noble cause, but instead... We find ourselves derailed and diverted by unnecessary burdens. And, and even when we're doing something meaningful, so often we find ourselves getting nowhere or the process seems to drag on much longer than it should. You know, is this, is this what God put us on this planet to do? And so this is where our new midah comes in, perseverance. Now, perseverance sounds like a positive thing. Who doesn't want perseverance? But Take note that perseverance implies two things, suffering and time. Perseverance means pushing through the suffering as long as it takes until you reach a goal. Patience is a related quality, but patience and perseverance are two different things uh, because patience means remaining passive until the time elapses, where perseverance means remaining active until the goal is achieved. Now, perseverance is a very Jewish quality, a highly valued Jewish trait. We find it described at length in the Tanakh and in other Jewish sources. And yet, <laughs> it's strangely difficult to find the exact word for perseverance in Hebrew, although there are a few that are in the general orbit. Um, savlanut is a good word for patience or endurance. You know, it captures the essence of bearing a burden. Um, another good word is hatmada, which implies persistence and consistency. You know, and when I when I tried cross-referencing the Greek word we have uh, using the Septuagint, the, the result was kind of surprising. It typically pointed to the word tikva, or the verb kave, which means hope. You know, and while... That itself, hope, is not a synonym for perseverance. It helps us understand the key to perseverance. Expectant and hopeful focus on the goal is what strengthens us as we endure pain. So a key verse that can help us conceptualize this quality of perseverance is the last verse 
in Psalm 27. You know, since this is the psalm that we recite over and over again throughout the period of Elul and the holidays, this is likely to be a, a somewhat familiar verse. Kaveh el Hashem, chazak ve'ametz libecha ve'kaveh el Hashem. Wait for Hashem, let, uh, be strong, let your heart take courage, and wait for Hashem. There are three components to this verse. Wait, be strong, and wait. And this suggests that perseverance is an interactive partnership where God initiates, we respond with action, and then God comes through at the end. Now, perseverance and, and endurance in the midst of suffering gives context and meaning to that suffering. And this is how it counteracts the temptation of despair. Suffering is not meaningless. To, persevere, to persevere, you have to understand the purpose and the benefit of the suffering. And what is the benefit of suffering? Well, the first benefit of suffering is its function as a test. In fact, the New Testament frequently uses the word test or trial rather than just saying suffering. When Yeshua tells us to pray, lead us not into temptation, he's talking about suffering. When Yaakov instructs us in James chapter 1, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. By trials, he means suffering. And he continues by telling us, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. That's in James 1.3. Steadfastness, and this verse is the same word I'm, I'm preferring to translate as perseverance. And, you know, this must be a teaching of the master uh, because it was repeated by Paul in, in Romans 5.3. We rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance. So let's stop and we'll think about this logically. What's a test? A test is an evaluation. You know, in school, you endure day after day of lessons and you practice and you study and review. And at the end of the year, perhaps you learned and uh, perhaps you failed to learn. But the only way to know is to put you through a test. And this test gives you the opportunity to, uh, to prove that you've achieved something. You know, in the classic Musar work, Misilati Sharim, or Path of the Just, the Ramachal explains that the reason man was created was simply to delight in God and derive pleasure in the radiance of the Shekhinah. Sounds great, right? Well, however, that does not happen in this world, but in the world to come. But the only way from here to there, from being created to ultimately basking in God's light, is through the corridor known as this world. And this requires us to exert ourselves and, and strive with all our effort to fulfill our responsibilities in the Torah. And so the Ramchal says, Thus we see that man is truly placed in the middle, in the midst of a raging battlefield. For all matters of this world, whether for the good or for the bad, are trials for a man. Poverty on one side versus wealth from the other. This is as Shlomo said, lest I be, I be satiated and deny you and say who is God, or lest I be poor and steal. Tranquility on one hand versus suffering on the other until the battle is waged against him from the front and from the rear. You know, but why, why put us through all this? Can't God just bring us right into the world to come? 
Well, the Kabbalists have an explanation for this mystery known as Nahama di Kisufa, a, an Aramaic term uh, meaning bread of shame. The idea is that as a created entity, our neshama feels its creation or its connection to the creator. And at the same time, it's complete inadequacy. God created the world with a kind of symmetry. When, when someone receives something they didn't earn, they gain along with it a sense of shame. And so in, in 1 Thessalonians, Paul instructed his readers to um, aspire to work with your hands so that you may be dependent on no one. And uh, likewise, Psalm 128 says, You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. So in another uh, of Ramchal's works called Da'at Tvunot, he explains that God's intention is to give us perfect good. And then he elaborates. Um, and indeed, in order that the giving of good be complete, he knew in his sublime wisdom that it is appropriate that those who receive the good receive it with the work of their hands because then they will have ownership of this good and they will not have residual embarrassment in the receipt of the good, like one who receives charity from another. Now, regarding this, the Jerusalem Talmud states, one who eats not from his own is ashamed to look at his benefactor's face. Okay, it's, a, it's a fundamental belief of the Bible that God rewards acts of righteousness. And if you don't believe this, then you're denying one of the most central messages of the Bible. Now, if God per, per bestows perfect bliss on everyone, regardless of their achievement, then the re reward for righteousness is meaningless. Righteousness cannot exist without the potential for wickedness, and thus we need a testing ground. And that is the entire purpose of this world and the suffering in it. And this helps us understand the difficult words in the letter of James. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Why? Because more trials means more merit. And think about the suffering of Joseph. Every one of the hardships he endured with grace granted him higher levels of merit and proved the worthiness of his faith. This is a New Testament concept. Take a look at 1 Peter 1.7. I'm going to read this out of the, the complete Jewish Bible. Even gold is tested for genuineness by fire. The purpose of these trials is so that your trust's genuineness, which is far more valuable than, gold, than perishable gold, will be judged worthy of praise, glory, and honor at the revealing of Yeshua the Messiah. So, as you go through hard times, don't despair. Each trial is an opportunity for you to triumph by overcoming in that situation. And this brings us to a second benefit of perseverance through suffering. It brings about the perfection of the nishama, of the soul. This may be hard to understand through the lens of Christian theology, but it's right at home in Judaism. And so after telling us that the testing of our faith produces perseverance or steadfastness, the letter of James goes on to say in verse 4, and let steadfastness have its full effect, and what is that? That you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Perfection 
in this sense does not mean never having made a mistake. It's the culmination of the process of refinement and sanctification that you're actually going through right now. You know, think of a, um, a potter molding a pot, which becomes more and more perfect as it's being shaped by his skilled hands. So the purpose of your life is for your soul to be perfected. As God told Abraham in Genesis 17, 1, walk before me and be perfect. Or um, as our master Yeshua taught us, you must therefore be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And, and so this is why Yaakov tells us, and let steadfastness or perseverance have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so likewise in Path of the Just, after explaining that this world is like a raging battlefield, the Ramchal explains, he says, if he will be a man of valor, emerging from the battle victorious on all fronts, he will be the Adam HaShalem, the whole or perfect man who will merit to cling to his creator and emerge from this corridor to enter into the palace to enlighten in the light of eternal life. Wow. Well, the Ramchal may be alluding to our father Jacob in Parshat Vaishlach, you know, because after all that Jacob went through and, and fi after finally reconciling with, with Esav, it says in, in Genesis thirty three eighteen that Yaakov uh, arrived Shalem, that is perfect in the city of Shechem. Well, the Ramchal continues and the Ramchal says, according to the extent that he conquered his inclination and lusts, and distanced from the factors which distance him from the good, and exerted himself to cling to God, to that extent will he attain it and rejoice in it. Okay, and this accords again with the letter of James, which explains in uh, chapter 1, verse 12, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast, or who pers perseveres under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Really dovetailing perfectly with what the Ramchal said. Now, perseverance then is the key to achieving perfection. Keep pushing, keep progressing, banish despair, fight through suffering, keep your eye on the end goal. The Divchi speaks to this too when it, when it says in chapter 16, be vigilant for your life. Do not let your lamps be snuffed out and do not let your loins be ungirded, but be ready for you do not know the hour in which our Lord is coming. Gather together often, seeking what is appropriate for your lives because your entire time of faithfulness will be of no benefit to you if you will not have been made complete, or that is to say perfect, at the end of time. And then it tells us a few verses later in the Didachi, the then the entire human race will enter the trial by fire, and many will be caused to stumble and will perish. But those who endure in their faithfulness will be saved by the very one who is cursed. So we can see how essential endurance is for the achievement of pers perfection and how essential perfection is in the mission of your life. 
Well, suffering is going to happen in life. And the choice is yours. Do you want your suffering to be meaningful and worth something or not? Well, obviously, we would not want to suffer. But if we have to, it's better for the suffering to have a purpose. And when we persevere in the midst of suffering and do not despair, the suffering serves both to perfect us and to test us, showing us to be suitable for the reward in store. Perseverance is important in multiple spheres. First, you have to persevere in your personal life. Hashem has you on a journey that is fraught with dangers. Now, don't give up on becoming a godly person, sometimes failing, but always rising again as many times as needed. And don't stop per persevering in your personal relationships. Your perseverance in the command, love your fellow as yourself, will be tested again and again. And this is especially true with your spouse. And let, let me tell you, I have an excellent marriage. And is it tested? Yes, unrelentingly. It's constantly being challenged by internal and external factors. And the only thing that holds it together is perseverance. Never allow yourself to think that testing is a sign that your marriage is a failure. In fact, it's the only way to prove it to be a success. And brothers and sisters, we need to keep persevering as a community. Beth Emanuel is such a unicorn, a one-of-a-kind community in the, the, the Messianic Jewish world. And we have pers persevered and endured now for 21 years, a testament to the hand of God on our leadership and the special calling that he has for us. And if you've been here for any length of time, you know that we don't stay the same. We are here to accomplish something, which means we're all, always developing and hopefully improving. And there are three types of people that come through Beth Emanuel. Uh, two of these types don't re remain with us for very long. There's the person who wants things to stay the same. They don't see us as being on a journey together. And as things develop, well, they despair and, and jump ship. And the second is the idealist who cannot deal with the intermediate phase. They can only accept what is already perfect in their eyes. And we have, we've had many of the, this people of this type too, and they too despair, and they don't last with us very long. And they never seem to find what they're looking for. But to persevere at Beth Emanuel means to be a visionary, to accept where we are as a starting point. And but to have the, the courage to take steady steps to help us accomplish our overall mission and vision. So persevere with us as a community. And let's persevere on a global level. Keep pushing for the revelation of the kingdom. Keep pushing for the world to see who Yeshua is and how his teachings will bring us to redemption. Perseverance means pushing through the suffering as long as it takes until you reach a goal. And the key to perseverance is hope. So in practical terms, how do you persevere? Well, the list of midot we already have, we've already studied in, in uh, 2 Peter 1, provides an excellent roadmap for perseverance. If you're struggling with despair, 
walk through each of the previous steps until this point. First of all, have faith. Recognize that God is present and watching and interested in what you're doing right now. He's noticing what you're going through and is ready to intervene if he deems it necessary. And this awareness will help you persevere. Secondly, fortify yourself with a good heart to help you gain a sense of perspective. A good heart will help you see that this life is short, but what you do in this life is of resounding importance. Even your your daily activities resound in the heavens. A good heart will give you a long-term view, helping you persevere. Third, equip yourself with knowledge. Don't let your learning remain in your head, but let it descend into your heart where it begins to impact your will. This will give you the tools to know what your next step should be, which is, of course, a a necessary ingredient in perseverance. And fourth, seek to conquer your Yetzir Hara. The evil inclination would like nothing more than for you to desist from your calling and to descend into despair. By strengthening your good inclination, you'll better be able to resist the constant pressure to give in. Now, don't be confused. Perseverance does not mean allowing other people to abuse you. It doesn't mean making the same mistake over and over again, hoping that the result will one day be different. Perseverance is encapsulated in the verse, wait for Hashem, be strong, and let your heart take courage and wait for Hashem. It means fixing your eyes on the goal and doing your part in what it takes to get there, trusting in Hashem. Yosef remained in in prison for, for two years, and he did not let despair swallow him alive. The Maccabees fought the Seleucids for two years until a freak chariot accident took Antiochus out of the picture. Be strong and wait for Hashem. So right now I want you to think of areas in your life where perseverance is needed. Now commit in your heart to taking on those challenges. This is the meaning of the candles you've been lighting for the last eight nights. Dispel the darkness of despair. Now, despite my body telling me to stop pedaling after eight, uh, after 38 seconds, I pushed through. I completed 10 minutes that day, and I'm still working on building the habit of putting in some regular exercise, but I now know that my lazy body is lying. I can do it, and it's getting easier every time. We all feel overwhelmed at times. Uh, hopelessness sets in. Sometimes you feel disconnected from a, a deeper sense of purpose. But without persevering, you can expect continued feelings of despair and isolation. You're going to miss out on opportunities for personal and spiritual and relational growth. And more important, importantly, you will fall short of the potential that you have to bring about the redemption of this world. We are disciples of Yeshua who tried to give us perspective by saying, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil falsely against, uh, against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
This is who we are. Like our master, we persevere in the faith, face of, of real suffering. Through him, we are empowered, spiritually enriched. We are connected to a community. We embrace challenges as opportunities for growth and redemption. His example of self-sacrifice strengthens our resolve and our resilience in trying times. It provides us with a spiritual worldview and a deeper understanding of the context behind our personal struggles. And in his name, we unite with a, a sense of belonging in a community, sharing our values, our vision for the, for, for the kingdom, and our mission to serve him here in Hudson, Wisconsin, and around the world. Now, I want to bless each one of you today, and I'd ask you to bless me as well, that Hashem would fill us with hope and strength, enabling each of us to persevere in the mission that our neshamot were sent in this world to accomplish, that we would rise together to meet every challenge as a community of disciples, and that by the Spirit of God working through us, we would see the redemption quickly and in our days. Take on my yoke And learn from me And find rest for your soul